We've been, we've been teasing this thing all week, though, haven't we, Scouse? Yeah, we've been teasing it all week because we had um, our mystery guest on tonight. And, um, you know, the first one is um, Brianna, you know, from the Coopers. So um, thank you to Brianna. And then we also have um, Michelle, dynamic goalkeeper. It, help me with your last name, Bredos. Is that right? Uh, Bedos. Bedos. Okay. And um, we also have Savannah McCaskill um, from Racing Louisville. So, um, we are really happy to have you guys uh, on the podcast with us tonight. Thanks for jumping Yay. on, ladies. Yeah, thanks Yay. for jumping on. And I know you guys sort of, um, you know, you're stuck for time. And um, we really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day to uh, chat with us on the podcast tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us, guys. Anytime, anytime. So uh, let's get crack a lacking. So how are you guys um, making a transition into... Um, being a Louisvillian, a Louisvillian, or was it Louisvillian? Louis. <laughs> I mean, I think it's been a bit of an adjustment. We weren't, you know, too aware of the vastly changing weather. Um, <laughs> Just wait a minute. And then the 80 degrees and then the floods, you know, they, we really got a warm welcome into the area. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's uh, all part of the cause for uh, the Ohio Valley right here. You know, what if you want the weather to change, just wait a minute. Yeah, but even with all that, I mean, it's just been, I, I think for me, it's been a really great uh, process just settling in here um, where you have a really good setup. The facilities are absolutely incredible. The city just has so much culture and, you know, obviously COVID makes it a bit difficult, but I think it's, it's such a great city and, I'm pretty proud to get to be a part of it. So um, have you, uh, you guys actually played on um, Lynn Family Stadium yet? No. Yeah. We have not yet. Saturday will be our first time. Oh, wow. So it's a, a treat for everybody to, to see you on the pitch for the first time on Saturday, huh? Yeah. So um, I know... Um, Miss Brianna has got one dying question to ask you, Michelle. <laughs> and um, I'm from a I'm goalkeeper myself. You know, oh, nice. all, all the way through high school and playing uh, on the, uh, the soccer teams and stuff. Uh, you know, they always stuck me in the goal because uh, you know I like reading the newspaper and eating a pork pie with a cap on. <laughs> so um, you. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, all right, back it up. Hold on, everybody stop for just a second. I have something. Um, oh, you're pulling it up. Oh. Ah, okay, all right.
So, uh, Michelle, what's it like to score a goal? Because not very many goalkeepers can say, um, <laughs> I've smashed a, a goal in with my head. I mean, don't you want to ask McCaskill about goals? She knows way more. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, uh, I was impressed. A goal scorer this year. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a one and done. Um, it, I wish I could tell you what it felt like, but honestly, I had blacked out. Um, I, really, <laughs> I really, until, I mean, I kind of blacked out, ball went in the net, and then before I knew it, I was, you know, sprinting back to the other goal because I couldn't understand that the other team couldn't score on me. So <laughs> I think that I wish I would have had a lot more poise and, you know, really thought about a celebration, but I really wasn't ready for that moment, to be completely honest. Yeah, because, uh, you know, the amount of times I've played in goal, I've never scored a goal. <laughs> and uh, you know you, you you had that bullet header. You know, Martin Skirtle would have been proud of that header. <laughs> I appreciate that. I really appreciate it. <laughs> awesome. So, Brianna, have you got any questions for? Her? Yeah. Well, I mean, that was like my my dying question that I really was excited. <laughs> I'm so excited to to talk to to both of you, but I was really excited to talk to Michelle about about that that goal and uh, i was gonna ask if if she plans on uh, scoring any goals for racing uh that is exactly why we have the likes of sav and yuki and amina um KDCC. so um if necessary i might make a trip up, but i don't it's not my plans so i'm gonna leave it to those guys so you scored an unsuspecting goal savannah i've also got your first goal in nwsl here queued up for us so everybody gets their fair share here we're gonna switch over this one uh let's let's see savannah's goal here pretty crazy i give uh whenever i got treated to chicago i gave rory a hard time about that one because we <laughs> tied them that game <laughs> so um i notice um if i'm i'm looking at this right that uh you both played overseas and both of you went all the way over to um sydney australia to play so how was that um transition for you guys because uh you know, I guess uh, Sydney, Australia is not the coolest place on the planet to go play football. <laughs> Sav, you go first. Um, I loved it. I absolutely loved playing in Sydney and getting to travel around Australia a bit. Um, we won that year as well, so that was kind of icing on the cake. But, um, yeah, it was just super fun. It was obviously summertime over there, so got to explore the beaches and got to go to the Great Barrier Reef some and you know, just kind of explore Australia, which was really nice. So you kept the wildlife at bay then, did you, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so how was your time in uh, Sydney, uh, Michelle? 
It was good. Not as quite as good as Savs. We lost in the finals, so a little less celebrating to do. But, I mean, it was such a cool experience. I mean, it's such a beautiful country. And, I mean, anytime you get to go overseas and, ex like, experience another soccer culture and things like that, it's fun. And plus, I mean, to avoid a winter here, to spend an off-season, you know, playing soccer and hanging out in Sydney, Australia is not a bad gig. Yeah, so while we were freezing ourselves over here, <laughs> yeah. you guys were sunning yourself over there getting a suntan. Yeah, most likely you guys had hail, ice, snow, floods. I mean, from what I've seen of spring, I can't imagine winter here. <laughs> well, you know, we, you saw the snow that we had a few weeks ago, right? And, I've, yep. I'm, and I'm, um, of course, I think uh, Christy Holly had you playing out in the snow. <laughs> yes, he did. He told us we had to earn the right to play on Lynn Family Stadium. <laughs> I think you earned like, it. Yeah, like, yeah. A, like a true Northern Irishman. <laughs> yep. So, um, Brianna, what have you got? Yeah. Go over well, to you. Um, <laughs> um, let's see. I guess I already I asked Michelle a question, so I'll go to Savannah. Um, and I'm just wondering, like, so far, what is your favorite part of playing for racing and playing in Louisville? Yeah, um, I definitely would say so far, like, just from a club standpoint, like they're really trying to do everything the right way professionally, um, both on and off the field. So, you know, they're trying to create a really cool culture where, you know, we're doing things the right way and creating kind of this like family feel within the team, which is really special because you don't really find that a lot in pro sports. Um, and then obviously from a facility standpoint, I mean, the stadium is absolutely unbelievable. Um, the training facilities are great. Um, and so like, it's just, you know, kind of a breath of fresh air because I've been, you know, I've been at the club that doesn't have the facility, doesn't have a great culture. You know, we've all been through that. I'm sure Misha has been through that as well. Um, and so just coming here and seeing the organization from the top all the way down um, is trying to do things the right way um, is definitely really cool to experience and um, be a part of. Cool. Yeah, I've been hearing that a lot about the the team, and it's it's really good to hear that they're treating you all the right way. Yeah, it's really cool. So coming up on this uh, next season, um, what goals have you both set yourselves um, coming into um, the inaugural match on Saturday, and what goals have you set yourselves coming through to the next, to the end of the season? I mean, you're probably talking to the two most competitive players or among the two most competitive. So I would say that, you know, I think number one probably for both of us is we want to win. You know, we want to win everything. We want to win every game. We want to win Challenge Cup. We want to win the league. Like, it, you know, we've, we've said early on that expansion team, young, whatever excuse you want to throw at us, like we just don't want to take that. We're not taking the bait on that. And, you know, we have high goals and we're going to go after it. Um Individually, I just want to help lead the team in that process any way I can. Um, I've obviously been around the league longer than most so on this in this group. So just anything I can do to help, you know, we have a lot of young talent and anything I can do personally just to help them individually and collectively for us to just grow and get better and, you know, reach our potential um, any way I can. That's That's really what I'm focusing on. And, you know, obviously individually making sure I do my job, um, keep the back line tight, have their backs no matter what happens and yeah, keep the ball out of the back of the net. 
Yeah, just to piggyback off of what Misha said, obviously, I mean, you're definitely talking to the two most competitive people (laughs) on the team, probably. Um, But uh, so obviously, you know, winning on Saturday to start off the season in our first home match, that would be, you know, amazing. But just going forward, we want to really kind of set the tone uh, that this club is here to stay. And we're not just going to be like, oh, they're an expansion team. You know, we don't want to hear the excuses of, like, we're a new team, we're a new group of players. We really want to go out and make a statement as best as we can. And, you know, to do that, we need to win games. We need to, you know, we need to compete. We need to do take care of our business on the field. And I think that's just kind of my goals for this season is just to perform my best in every single match and, you know, help create goals and help, set up other people for goals, score goals, hopefully, and, you know, do whatever I can to help us to win games. Cool. So, um, the two of you have um, arrived here in Louisville. So, have you guys ever played alongside each other before in any other teams? No. Nope. Nope. Okay. That's pretty quick. So... (laughs) So coming up into the um, the inaugural match on Saturday, um, and we're playing the uh, was it the Orlando Pride. So have what are your um, your feelings about meeting this team coming? Have you played with any of the the opponent uh, players on the Orlando Pride? What what are we going to expect from them? I mean, they're a good team. Oh, go ahead, you go, Seb. Um, I was just going to say, I mean, they obviously have. You know, Marta, which is can always cause trouble whenever she pleases. Um, so that's something that, you know, with a new a new group of players and also a lot of players that don't have the experience in the league, that's something that we're going to have to keep close eye on, obviously. I mean, she's one of the best in the world for the last 10 years or so. So, you know, just being mindful of that and what that what she can do in an instant to turn a game on its head. So you're yeah. relying on you're relying on her supporters to um, scare the crap out of her so that she uh, fluffs the lines. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's gonna take everyone. So to kind of back up on that for just a second, in the last podcast we had, <clears throat> it was established with uh, well, Mike Watts ran away from this really quickly uh, from CBS, but Scouse was confident that the reason Alex Morgan was not going to be here for the game next week is because. She was afraid of the chatter coming out of Scouse's house. Um, so I just kind of want that to be established. And Mike Watts is like, I'm not going to be the announcer that's on CBS, on Paramount, on ESPN, everything else that actually agreed with this statement that Alex Morgan was concerned about coming to Louisville because of Scouse or our section. I, yeah, hope I-, that, I hope that's part of the mark we make in this league. I hope nobody wants to come here because of Scouse. <laughs> there are quite a few uh so one of the things and i'm going to jump into like a weird question early and i'm going to take this to you michelle so we're really known in scouse's house because we're you all have seen the waterfront supporter section we're we could nearly play keeper right we're on it yeah uh, we've been known to get clapped off by keepers at half we've been known to get flipped off by <laughs> keepers at half uh we take both of them with a lot of pride there, we, we're very careful because we're very family friendly in Scouse's house, very family friendly. We don't swear, but we definitely do a little research. Um, so, Michelle, from your standpoint, what tips can you give to us about the things that really kind of get in the crawl of the back of your head where your, your quarter kick is coming up? Like, why are they mentioning something about my dog? 
Yeah. Didn't think about that. Why did I post something on social media about Fido? What are yeah. the things that give us some inside tips here? Because you're on our team, so we're all in this together. Yeah, I mean, I think people really care about their dogs, so that's probably going to hit them hard. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. You know, I think I think if you're getting clapped off and you're getting flicked off or whatever, like you're, you're definitely doing your job. I mean, I think anything yelling about them dropping the ball thinking about the ball i mean i think even the mention of a loved one maybe you know don't put them down or anything but you know anything that's going to catch their attention um yeah i think you know i mean i think a lot of goalkeepers care about what they look like I i'm not one maybe of them but you know i think <laughs> you, know, you know maybe mentioning their fashion something you saw on instagram mm -hmm. like you know i think that that could get a few people Good. So we're on, we're on the right track with this. So we've had two things that are very similar to that. Uh, we started speaking in Spanish to a keeper about <laughs> his physique, and he did not like that once we figured out that he was from a Spanish origin. So that was part of the, a chant. And then um, we also had one of our members in Scouse's house that uh, a keeper that was coming into town thought that he saw somebody that was a swipe left or swipe right that was attractive, depending on which way you wanted to play it. And uh, she played long for three days. And then brought oh. it up in about the third minute, screaming from our section back in the old uh, baseball stadium. He had a horrible day. Horrible <laughs> day in the net. That is amazing. Yeah, pulling up a Tinder profile is yeah, beyond what I could come up yeah, with. He, 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 fished in the, he fished in the wrong pond, and that was in the Scouse's house pond. That's hilarious. I mean, I'm going to be completely honest. I was a very overweight goalkeeper in my younger life and somebody called me rosie o'donnell one time and i've never forgotten it so oh, <laughs> oh man i'm gonna be honest man. like something's just cut deep you are far better looking than rosie o'donnell <laughs> what are they talking about uh you know i like to think i'm in my prime now but you know it's hard <laughs> <to> <laughs> I am known for yelling goalies got a big butt um, because of the movie. Um, oh, I can't think of, it was a baseball movie when we were younger, like the, the 90s. Uh, um, yeah, pitchers uh, got a big butt. Yeah, pitchers got. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I yell, goalies got a big butt. And uh, all the kids around, because I sit in a you know, pretty family friendly area as well. All the kids around love that. So. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad to know that my, that one might get to, to them. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. <laughs> it's a tough world out here, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so on, on the, uh, the flip coin of that, you know, when, um, you know, we're always um, encouraging Cam and everybody to try and score a goal and, you know, um, but when um, the opponent's side is... Uh, trying to take a penalty or through one goal, we try and do our best to kind of put them off and, uh, you know, uh, start uh, cussing and screaming at them. But, um, you know, um, unlike Kenny, I can cuss at these guys in Scouse and they, they, they just don't understand what I'm saying. And a lot of the times they get away with it and they go, huh, what the hell is he saying? So, we yeah. got a D, we got a DDA drug, but to knock one over the net into the middle of two streets over in a USL championship about three years ago. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. incredible. I was just thinking, you should actually talk to them about their positioning. Like, tell okay. them they're near post. Tell them far post is wide open. I think that would really mess with somebody's head. I love the way you're talking to me right now, Michelle. 
<laughs> I mean, it now, sounds like you guys are setting the bar high for yourself. So, like, there's yeah. some oh, high expectations. But uh, there's so, a reason they gave us the biggest bar in Kentucky. <laughs> we earned it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'd all be drunk by kickoff. <laughs> that just makes the head click even better. Yeah. <laughs> so, Michelle, when you were uh, growing up and you decided, okay, I'm going to be a goalkeeper. Because uh, nobody ever says, oh, man, I'm going to be a goalkeeper. You know, you always want to be um, Didier Drogba or you want to be, uh, you know, Ian Rush or whatever, <laughs> Kenny Dalglish. But uh, you decided to be a goalkeeper. So uh, who influenced you into taking that position up? I mean, to be totally honest, the idea that I didn't have to run influenced me the most. How <laughs> <laughs> um, to so- go. That was, yeah, that was a big driving force. And, you know, anytime they asked me to switch, I said I was totally fine back there. Um, I eventually actually literally learned to keep snacks in my pocket. So that also provided some motivation to be back there. Um, Zombie zombie apocalypse could happen. You don't know. Yeah. Um, But then actually, so my dad actually never told me, but he was a professional goalkeeper. And it wasn't until like, Literally, I'd been playing for probably six or seven years that he finally told me that because he just never wanted me to feel pressured or anything. So um, once I found that out, I thought that was pretty cool. And it kind of felt like, oh, okay, like this is where I belong. Cool. So um, who were your idols growing up in goal? Uh, Casillas is probably the first goalkeeper I really spent time watching. Um, Casillas, Buffon, uh those were probably the males that I was watching. And honestly, Brianna Scurry, um, when I was a kid, I, I thought she was so cool. She played basketball and soccer uh, growing up, and so did I. And obviously, she was excelling at the national team level. And in terms of visibility, that's really all I had access to in terms of women's soccer. So, yeah, it would definitely be her on the women's side. How about you, Sav? Who's, uh, who your influences growing up in the, um, the soccer world? Um... I'm actually a huge Wayne Rooney fan. Um, oh, man. And, All right. That's it. And oh, a big Man U fan. I'm out, I'm, I'm out of here. Come on. So, <laughs> man. You Put wash your mouth up. Who think goes to me? <sighs> Ooh, wash your mouth out with soap. Man. Get on with it, Sam. Who, who was uh, it? So, besides Wayne Rooney. So <laughs> other people that kind of influenced you the way to stop. Was it stylistically or just people that you like to watch play? Were you picking up things off of them? Uh, what, kind of what was it inspiring? Um, I just really loved how he wasn't like your typical striker. Like he could come off the line, face forward. He could pop into the midfield deep, distribute. Um he obviously was one of the best finishers to ever play at Man U. Um, so I just kind of loved how he was not just fitting into this, like, typical number nine role um, for them. And that's kind of, like, who I really watched. And I play a lot like him. I like I can go high, play as a striker. I can drop into the midfield. I can go out wide. Um, so just kind of, like, I just loved watching him play. Um, but obviously, I love the premier league i've watched i literally sit on my couch if i don't have a game or training and watch premier league for six hours a day if i could every day um and then for the women's side like i really enjoyed watching christine lily um i just loved how she managed how her career how she was able to play so long but yet still at a very high level and just she covered so much ground for the midfield of the national team she was able to distribute, 
cover ground. Um, I just really enjoyed watching her play. Sav, I'm going to come back to you on something because it's funny. We had this conversation. We had JOC, we had Hawk, and we had Holly on here. What was it Scouts like three weeks ago, maybe? And we kind of got in this conversation about how the true number nine has kind of faded away in, in the world scene over the last eight to 10 years. And it was interesting getting the, the coach's perspective of whether it was metrics, whether it was a different style of play. Why do you see that that true number nine has kind of backed away and it's become more of a dynamic midfielders rolling into uh, false nines? Where, where have you seen that kind of go since you've started playing? Yeah, I think it's mainly because you have the likes of Barca over the last, you know, seven or eight years, the Man Cities of the world. The style of soccer is going to more of a fluid style, so it's not so much of set positions, whereas I think in, especially like the late 90s, early 2000s, you had a lot of, you know, you had your big typical number nines, so it was like, you get the ball out wide, you get the ball in the box, and then you're relying on this one person to score your goals. Whereas I think the game's adapted and evolved into you don't have to have a true number nine anymore because the style of play is just so fluid. You have starting positions, yes, but you have players that can come inside from a outside winger position that comes in and plays as more of a 10 roll or a 10 floating out wide, a nine floating deep to a 10 going higher. So it's it's a lot more of like this fluid style of soccer that, you know, it's it's more of an attractive style, actually, in my opinion. But it's just it's something that I think the game has evolved to. Whereas in the past, I think it was more of you have your position, you're really good at your position, but yet you're reliant on certain people in certain areas to score your goals. Cool. Yeah, that makes sense. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. I think kind of you also. Oh, it. sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. I think you also get really uh, versatile players that way too. Um, I know my son's 11 and he plays and he kind of, uh, he had like a, he had an ideal of a, a set position, but the more he gets moved around, the more versatile he becomes. And, I, and watching him play helps me with the professional players. And I can see the professional players that are really versatile and can move around uh, different positions a lot more. It, it's really interesting to me. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's a big thing as a part of development as well, of getting kids' experiences in different positions so that later down the road, if, you know, something happens and a coach says, hey, you're going to go play here, it's not a complete shock. Yeah, absolutely. Um, kind of going off of like the talking about kids and talking about your all's uh, influences growing up, um, I was kind of wondering what advice you all have uh, for like young girls that are wanting to become professional soccer players or wanting to play soccer in college. Um, what do you tell the young girls that you all talk to, like from the academy and um, uh, other like fans that you meet? I mean, I think if you can answer, (laughs) I mean, I think like, I mean, if you listen to Sav, like she's watching, you know, I think watching the game, they have so much access now to the highest levels of soccer uh, in the women's on the women's side. You know, you can watch international games. You can watch, you know, the U.S. national team. You can watch our games. And I think like just watching the game, learning, finding players you identify with. I think I think that grows your game so much. It shows you like. You know, if you see somebody playing where you want to play one day, what's the gap between you and them? How can you close those gaps? What's similar to you, like to you and them? I think there's just so much like access now to top level women's soccer that I think watching the game helps so much. 
Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think, especially with how the, you know, broadcasting and everything like that's going, it, they're so readily available now. It's not like you have to go search the deepest, darkest areas of the web to find a soccer game. Um, so I just think, like, watching the game, you just learn so much about the tactical side, the technical side, you know, where people's movements are. I think, like, that's the reason that I can see the field pretty well as, like, an attacker and know certain areas of the field and movements and stuff like that. It's just from watching the game, and I think you just learn so much from sitting down and just watching. Absolutely. Cool. Cool. So, um, coming into um, this Saturday's game, you guys have never played on the... um, the huge expanse of a pitch that is uh, Lynn Family Stadium. So, how long, how much of a transition are you guys going to have to um, to take just to get used to the the size of the pitch at Lynn Family Stadium? I mean, I think it'll be okay. You know, I think that you know we've been playing scrimmages, we've been playing on different surfaces. Um, I mean, across the country, really, for some of our preseason games and some of our preseason training. So. I mean, everything's an adjustment, but I think it's, you know, it's just another tactical adjustment that we'll be ready for um, when the game comes. And, you know, that's something we're going to face throughout the league. The fields are a little bit different in size. So we'll see some big fields out there. Okay, cool. So, um, Michelle, one of the things that um, I've got to really give you kudos on is um, I saw you play a few weeks ago um, over doing a – a friendly against uh, West Virginia. And the one thing that really impressed me about um, watching the game is you were the general between the posts because every single second of every single minute of that game, you were barking out instructions to your back four. And then I went down to the opposite end and the goalkeeper they had down there, um, all she could say was, um, man on, man on. Watch that guy over there. Watch that guy over there. But you were, very, you were being very specific. You know, you were, you were calling your players out by the name or by the number on the shirt and saying right shoulder, left shoulder. Have you always been like that? Um, I've always loved to talk. <laughs> and, you know, as I grew in my knowledge of the game and my experience of the game, that obviously, you know, translated pretty well. Um, I think that, I've always really valued that part of the position. Um, I think, honestly, our number one job is to prevent shots before it's to make, you know, that top 90 save or this this big play. You know, I think the number one role of a goalkeeper is can we prevent shots? Can we be organized? Can we help the people in front of us play well and win this game? You know, so that's something really early on that I took on pretty seriously, tried to learn, tried to listen to other older goalkeepers speaking and, you know, really adapted as part of my game and something I think that, you know, helps the teams I play on be successful. Cool. Yeah. Um, but uh, kudos. I, I really did appreciate that, the amount of uh, communication you gave to your team just from uh, the 18-yard box. So uh, I was really impressed with that. Well done. I appreciate that. Thank you. So, uh, Sav, how many goals are you going to score for us this year? <laughs> Uh, are, are you going to do a Luis Suarez on us and uh, do a 35 goals, 40 goals, maybe? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I would gladly take that. No. She's got I mean, it. Obviously, I'd love to score some goals. Um, I just, you know, I'm a, 
I'm a goal. I can score goals, yeah, but I also really love to dish out goals. So I love creating assists and um, just, you know, providing on that side as well. So I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully it's a big scoring season for me. I hope so. I hope so. We're going to try and suck that ball into the net every time you hit it. How's that sound? <laughs> yes, that sounds great. All right, then. So um, on on the uh, the team that we have, who's got the coolest nickname? Oh, because we know the goalkeeper over for uh, Louisville City. Um, we affectionately call him Diesel. You know that, right? Okay. Okay. I haven't heard that one. Okay. I was going to say we don't have any Diesels. Okay, so you you know why they call him Diesel, right? No, sorry, you might have to explain that. Because, one. well, see, apparently. <laughs> They, they went away to an away match, and he went and borrowed the, uh, the the keys to the van, and instead of putting gasoline in the van, he put diesel in it. <laughs> so ever since then, he's been affectionately known as diesel, but we love him anyway. You know, That's so, Yeah, so who's got a cool nickname on the team? You know, I think we just... I mean, Sav, can you think of any? I mean, we might have to step up our game. I think we might have to step up our game. I don't think we have any that can even compete with diesel. Yeah. Maybe yeah, you guys you don't, want, game, you don't want us to do it for you because, uh, <laughs> you know, when I was growing up, you know, you remember Peter Beardsley, he used to play for Liverpool? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, used to, we used to call him Quasi. <laughs> <laughs> Explain, Scouts. Yeah, Quasimodo, Quasi, because, he, you know, he had a face like a dog. <laughs> right. But also yeah. sometimes our supporters groups gives, like, really cool nicknames, too. Like, yeah. You know, we got we got Hulk, right? Yeah, we got okay. the Hulk. We got the Hulk. Nobody we knew about the Fight Hulk. Club. We had Fight Club too. Yeah. So, yeah, some things become kind of urban myths amongst our our supporters groups. Maybe you can Brianna. report to us after the first game about how we can really elevate our nicknames. Okay. You may hear it on the pitch. We Perfect. normally don't wait that yeah. long. <laughs> it's not like we really have press releases that come out that just kind of blurt out, and then everybody gets behind it, and you're like, "Oh, here it is." Toast, you're now Hulk. And then he comes over and flexes Hulk at both ends after every game. So, <laughs> Brianna, I know you've, you've got a whole set of questions lined up, and I've got one after you, but you're so good and so organized, and that's why you got me and Scousey's two ugly mugs on here just kind of speaking, yep. and we bring on Beauty with the Two Beasts. So, Brianna, what do you got? Um, Let's see. We did – that one. Oh, so Michelle, you're kind of one of the senior players on the team. So I was kind of wondering, um, and, and Scouts kind of touched on this a little bit, but how do you plan to be like a leader on the team and help guide the younger players, especially those uh, those players that are just coming out of college that, you know, we got from the, the draft and everything? Um, what's your kind of leadership style um, on and off the pitch? Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, one of the biggest things coming in here with such a young group, you know, one of my biggest goals is just to like help them reach their individual potential. You know, I think breaking into this league is pretty difficult, but then, you know, coming into the first season, you know, I really want them to experience success and I want to set the example in the way I train, the way I work, the way I recover, the things I do on and off the field. But I also want to help them just maximize their own potential. Like how can they get better you know, I've played with some of the best players in the world and, you know, it's fun seeing little bits and pieces of those players in these young girls, you know, where they can go, where they can be. So for me, it's, it's a really exciting challenge and, 
helping them do that, you know, helping them get there. And obviously that leads to more success for us as a group, but, you know, reaching the individuals, just trying to, you know, help them with what I see, what I do, what I have seen the best players in the world in their positions do, how they've been successful um, and try to further their growth that way. So Savannah, um, you have a little bit of history with uh, coach Holly, right? Um, a little bit of history. He knows bit. just a little bit. And he's told us an awful lot of uh, good things about you. <laughs> and he said, that's the reason why she's on the team is because she's such an awesome person. So, um, him being an, a Northern Irishman, um, and all that. So, uh, what goosey, juicy gossip he got about uh, coach Holly for us. We need this. <laughs> we need this. Juicy yeah, we do. Gossip. <laughs> we do have a bit of a running joke that I will fill you guys in on because maybe you can, you know, get, get some heckling from the stands, maybe? I don't know. Okay, all right. Um, we can do that. He is a bit pale. <laughs> so we tell him that he needs some Jurgens Natural Glow. It's like some self-tanner. Okay. Um, <laughs> to help him out with his color so he's not so ghostly looking. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll have to get with uh, James O'Connor and get him one of his floppy hats. So he doesn't burn it. He doesn't yeah. burn his ears. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Honestly, other than that, that's probably that's about it. I don't have any any other earth-shattering <laughs> gossip to share so, right now. You'll so, have to ask me later in the season. Now that you have our uh, contact information, see, now you, you've got a direct line to us and let us know this kind of stuff. And um, we've got your back. We do. So, um, you know, we can heckle anybody. We can uh, give anybody a hard time. So um, you just got to let us know and we, we will make it happen. Oh, yeah. Perfect. I'll oh. keep you guys posted. Oh, my. Just like Michelle, when you and I were uh, kind of chatting earlier offline, I told you there'd be a lot of laughter in this one. And you can see why this is all about with Scouts leading the way on this. So I'm going to get into uh, some, uh, a little different angle on this. Um, so one of the things that's unique with, um, you know, because we had Louisville City here first and now we've got the academy and we have a, the women's team now. So this has been a building process for us for like the last five years. And we know with having Mario Sanchez on here with Academy Director and with JOC on the backside of it, that we're trying to be as a entire soccer holding. I say we, because we're all part of this, right? We, we created this, we actually really did. We sit on council meetings, but um, we're looking at having a very similar playing style um, to make sure that the players from both the women's team and the men's team, as they're coming through the 12s, the 13s, the 16s, are very um, front foot, I would say, uh, pressing styles. And what have you all seen, or have you all seen anything from the Louisville City men's team that you all have peeked in on from what they've done the last year or so that would influence the things that you're seeing that also that Coach Holly is implementing? And of course, Coach Holly was very front foot at Sky Blue. We now have seven forwards, plus we have a goalkeeper who scores goals. So <laughs> Have you all picked up anything through any conversations? You know, we had Luke Spencer on here a couple of weeks ago and he was talking about just watching things that you all are doing in practice that's influenced the way that he's even helping people. So how are you seeing this as a total just soccer holdings um, project here for us? Um, I mean, honestly, for me, I haven't seen a lot of what they're doing on the field. Um, I think that the thing that's been really embedded in us since we got here is the culture off the field, uh, what they're dedicated to as a group and as a team and what their mentality is going to be with that aggressive style. Um, 
that's something that as a club they've really valued, but I actually haven't been able to physically watch anything they've done. You know, I'm pretty excited to see them play soon because we've heard a lot. We know, we know they've had a lot of success, but I haven't actually gotten to see them play. Sav? Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, I will say from an academy standpoint, not so much on the men's side, but the women's side, um, I know a lot of the girls stay and watch our training sessions um a bit after they have training and i think that's really cool because you know that's growing up i didn't have like a pro team to go stay after training right. and watch i think you know just creating that environment and creating you know them seeing what we do every single day and the work that we put in i think it's just going to help that next generation to get better um so i think that that part of things is really cool so your first opponents, Orlando, we touched on that just a little bit. So we've also got uh, Washington Spirit on the docket and then uh, North Carolina Courage. You're not giving away any secrets, but, you know, kind of what can you all um, share with us about your playing experiences against those different players and the coaches and their systems that we may be looking forward to? I mean, I think the one thing about this league, and I don't know how this carries over to the USL enough, is that like, I think my favorite thing about it is that every single game is so competitive. Um, everybody has incredible athletes, incredible players, talented, um, and every game is a battle. Um, whether you're in first place, last place, anything in between, you just never know who's going to win. So I think with it being the beginning of the year, um, stylistically, you know, you know, North Carolina is going to be fast paced. They're going to be aggressive. They're going to be athletic and, and, and fit. Um, with a ton of goal scoring options. Uh, Washington really tries to keep possession. Um, they're really possession oriented. They keep the ball a lot in their half. Um, but they have a lot of young talent um, and they've done well for themselves. So it's a new year. You know, I'm sure things will be adjusted, but stylistically, that's what they're typically doing. Um, but I just think, like, I hope that you guys really enjoy the like competitiveness of this league. Like, I think it is so fun. I think having to bring your absolute best self every week in and week out is, you know, such a fun challenge um, for individuals and collectives in this group. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, I think that's what separates this league from a lot of other women's leagues across the world is that the, you know, number one team that week could be playing the number 10th team and, it could be the best game of the season. You just, you never know like what you're going to get just from a competitive standpoint. It could be the closest game ever and you could think it should be a blowout, but it could always be competitive. And I think that's something that's really cool about this league. Okay. So um, you guys are playing um, Orlando on, on Saturday. So does uh, Coach Holly or any of the coaches on the team, did they make you watch you know, um, like videos of how they played last year. Um, is, is that part of your training schedule? Yeah, we um, we always do a scouting report on whatever team we're playing and, you know, kind of go through some individual tendencies and also team tendencies. Um, the thing that's a bit weird about Orlando is that because of COVID and their situation last year, we they didn't play in the challenge cup so and then they only had probably about 50 percent of their team during fall series so we don't really have that much to go on except for 2019 games um so you have individual tendencies that aren't going to change and we can kind of go off that kind of stuff but 
it's just, you know, it's also the first game of the year, so it's going to be a more efficient, I guess, is what I'm saying, trying to say going forward of, you know, doing scouts and that kind of stuff. But, you know, Orlando, because of how they were last year, um, we don't have a whole lot to go on. But so we're just kind of focusing on more on ourselves. Cool. Yeah. Brianna. Yeah, absolutely. Nothing wrong with with focusing on on your team and and going from it uh, from that like point of view. So um, I was I kind of wanted to to ask you all some little bit more personal questions. So um, I know with with COVID, uh, it makes it difficult to to get out and do anything in the city. But have you all gotten to explore, um, see any of Louisville, um, any of Kentucky yet? Um, eat, eat at any good restaurants or anything? Um, I actually went to Sapporo and found a good sushi spot, so I was pumped about that. Um, and Noche was such a cool spot uh, for dinner. Um, also, Bodegita, I'm butchering that, I'm sure, but it was this awesome uh, Cuban place. Oh, uh, is that good, Mish? I've been wanting to try it. It was Me so too. good. Yeah, I, I highly recommend it. I'm going to bring my mom there this weekend, I think. Um, yeah, and then I think besides that, I mean, just being able to, like, drive around the neighborhoods, like, there's so much, like, it's so different driving around here. Like, it's this, like, weird mix of, like, southern old houses with, like, Portland culture to me, at least in what I've experienced. So That's fair. I, yeah, yeah, I've really enjoyed that, um, just driving around. And I've been to a couple coffee shops, but Sav's going to be the connoisseur of that. So I'll let her talk about that. But that's been kind of my limited experience. Um, yeah, I've, I've been on the coffee hunt here, around here lately. Um, Quills, I think, is my favorite so far. Okay. Strong. A good one. Um, yeah. I've been to pregame. Okay. Um, I haven't been there. Which was pretty good. The, the owner's a big uh, Louisville supporter. So oh, okay. that's cool. pretty cool. Um, okay. And then yeah. I tried Please and Thank You, I believe is what it's called. Yep. Yes. And... That one's pretty good. I would their say cookies are really good. delicious. I yes. have not They're, tried their chocolate chip cookies yet. Uh, and I've been to. Wanting to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You definitely need to try them. <laughs> Even if she did, she wouldn't be allowed to say it because our strength coach is great. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. On a cheat day. On a cheat day, <laughs> you can try one. I'll have to get one after we went on Saturday. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. All right. So um, there's a, a couple of places that we all hang out um, for you guys, for the benefit of you guys. Um, Sav, you, you mentioned that you like watching the Premier League, right? I do. Yes. Okay. So you're going to have to come and join me and uh, Brianna and Kenny over at Molly's um, because uh, we're always hanging out there watching Liverpool games or the Premier League games. We hang out for quite a while and, uh, you know, you're more than welcome to join us. And then the um, the other thing is is um, recently um, the coming out of the uh, the, the COVID uh, debacle and um, the Melbourne Tavern has opened again um, down there that's close to the stadium and um, for instance this weekend um, if you can't get into the stadium then they will have the game on um, at the Melbourne Tavern and they're open at noon and um, they'll be showing the um, El Clasico on. Uh, on Saturday, oh, nice. yeah. Oh, so, uh, cool. the, 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 nice oh, cool. yeah. So hopefully, uh, 
uh, Barcelona will give uh, Madrid a good kicking and soften them up for us next week. To uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah to, we'll 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 beat them again four 0 next next week and uh, send them packing. So, but uh, yeah, the Melwood Tavern and um, Molly's and also Saints. They're, they're all great places that we all hang out and. Um, yep. Um, it doesn't matter what game that you want to watch, they'll put it on for you. So, uh, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's good to know. Yeah. So, and then um, one of the other things that's really important to me this week and this month, actually, is um, it's Autism Awareness Month. And yeah. if you guys are not aware that, you know, my son Hayden, he is uh, autistic and he um, is usually with me at the games and hopefully um, all going well that uh, he'll be with us um screaming at the other goalkeeper um, on Saturday. Yes, so, give him oh, help. I love that. That's awesome, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. so um, I just want to give a shout-out. Just um, If you know somebody with autism, just give them a chance because that's all they need, a little bit of understanding, and you'll be surprised at what they can accomplish. And um, Scouser's House is a big advocate of um, autism awareness, and... Um, you know, we do whatever we can to support anybody um, and give anybody a chance in Scouser's house. So we'd love uh, to help do anything to support that, too. That's okay. awesome. All right. Yes, okay. absolutely. Our team has been looking um, to try to start doing more things in the community going forward throughout the season. So Yeah, because I know uh, we've been talking with uh, John Hackworth and with COVID, it's been kind of difficult. But right. uh, that... Uh, football little football court that they have at the front of the stadium right there is uh trying to get uh that put to use with um a bunch of uh people to get kick the ball around and uh, get them out of the house that's awesome yeah so um and then the other thing is too is uh, this week i heard from the um sales and marketing team because i am um an employee of ajs hospitality which owns the galt house and the crown plaza and the um the uh, embassy suites in downtown and they are getting ready to put a link on their website so that you can click on the link uh, if you're coming to town for an away game um or you have families coming in from out of town to watch um race in louisville or louisville city and they will give you a preferential rate in um any one of the hotels so um and great job scales that's all yeah. on you because i know when you started working this like six months ago that's all yeah. on you this is not ajs this is scouse yeah 100 <laughs> so um you know if you, you've got any family coming in from out of town and uh, even if you're looking for a job ajs is holding a, uh, a job fair on um monday on april the 12th at uh, the embassy suites um uh, from noon till six o'clock so if you're you're out of work and looking for a job come and come work with me and at uh, the crown plaza or Galt house yeah that's, awesome. that's really cool so but um kenny do you have anything else for these lovely ladies because i know miss michelle has um got um, a hot date tonight and she's got she's <laughs> leave us in a minute <laughs> she's Such up against it yeah no so i appreciate you all jumping on uh thanks i know the ms team is meeting brianna thanks for jumping on late thanks brianna uh, with this i I do want to send out a message to uh, both Michelle, Sav, and, and all the people that are new here for racing, because everybody's new for racing. Uh, just like the Cooper's end of it, it's a great place on our end to come hang out. It's very family friendly. If you have family, the, the, we're here. There are cocktail tables, it's high top tables. Even if you're not indulging in any of that stuff, it's just a fun place to bang the drum. We have the youngest drummer in the USL uh, that's been on, I think he's been on ESPN actually with some of his highlights from banging away the yeah. drum. Little Nick, who's 
old's Nick now? So he's seven, That's six, seven years six, old. Six, seven years old. Yeah. yeah. So we'll be back yeah. there. So we'd love for you guys to stop by. Uh, I know that uh, one of the things that uh, Coach Hack said when he was on the latest pod was uh, that I, he just can't wait to watch Christy sweat in this big, uh, you know, cauldron that we have, which is known as one of the best supporters groups. This little hotbed that is from Louisville that's turned into a big, big deal. So you guys swing on by, see us. Uh, you'll always be welcome. There's plenty of room. Mm-hmm. And you can try out, Michelle, you can try out your best chance against the opposing keeper, you know, on the men's team. Give us some tips. We, need, we Get in their head. We need to hear this. Yeah, fair enough. Maybe. Maybe. Cameron Lancaster just scored his 50th goal in RN with a backhill flick. You could have told him how you could have probably put it in the other, you know, in the side netting as opposed to just, you know, <laughs> through the middle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And the, um, on Saturday night, the Scouser's House Gold Camp will be in action. And um, we will um, definitely, Michelle, is keep all the brilliant saves that you're going to make. Um, hopefully, there's not that many because the, the, the action is going to be down the other end of the pitch. Exactly. Um, and then, um, you know, if anybody wants to, to, to come hang out in Scouser's House, because one of my biggest things is if uh, this is your first time ever coming to a professional soccer game and you have a question to ask or you, something you don't understand, Come search anyone who's out at Scouser's house. Um, I'm not going to speak for the Coopers, but uh, I'm sure that it's very similar down at, at their end. If you don't understand something, just come and ask one of us, and we gladly explain what's going on. And um, there's sometimes we even tell the referee about the rules. Because <laughs> sometimes they get the rules wrong. Yeah, yeah, they need to know. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So... All right, you, you guys, Ladies. thank you so much. Scouse, thank you for yeah. leading the charge on this one. You you pulled this one off. Brianna, last second. Michelle, Sav, welcome to Louisville. Thank you yeah. so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, you all. Guys. Have a good yeah. night. Thank you. Yep, good night and have a great day. Bye. Yeah. Bye-bye. Cheers. Yep. Yep. <laughs>